3: Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today we're going to be looking at what the ways that yoga, the life skills that we get from yoga philosophy and practice can help us not only survive life's challenging times, but grow stronger and wiser. Uh, Yoga is a Sanskrit word that is familiar to many today, but not everyone is aware that yoga really refers to being awake and aware. It refers to oneness, to wholeness, to consciously uh, abiding in our essential self, bringing our attention and our awareness to rest in our essential spiritual nature. Knowing the Truth of What We Are and Living in Harmony with It. Our guest uh, today is Mark Matusik, uh, author, teacher, and speaker whose work focuses on personal awakening and creative excellence through transformational writing and self-inquiry. And uh, he's been working uh, for over three decades, and he brings his experience as a memoirist, editor, interviewing survivor, activist, and spiritual seeker to his penetrating and thought-provoking work uh, with those he he serves. And he does that through his workshops, classes, and mentoring around the world, helping people reach their artistic and personal goals. And today we're going to be drawing from his book, When You're Falling, Dive, Lessons in the Art of Living. And um, we find that the the essence of his philosophy is that when you tell the truth, your story changes, and when your story changes, your life is Transformed Only by dispelling um, myths and revealing our authentic truth can real transformation begin. Mark's uh, website is markmatusek.com. And that's Mark, M-A-R-K-M-A-T-O-U-S-E-K dot Welcome, Mark. I'm so delighted to have you join us on the Yoga Hour today.
4: Thank you. It's great to be here with you.
3: And um, before we dive in, dive in um, to our conversation about diving in, um, let's just take a moment to have a short centering meditation. Awake and aware in this very moment by simply tuning into our breath. Just being here, connected, awake, aware. Feel your breath moving through your nostrils into your body. And feel it once again as you exhale. And then as you breathe in, feel that you're diving in diving in to a fuller, deeper awareness of yourself in this moment, right here, right where you are, awake, aware, alive. And as we breathe out, just let go of any stress or tension or even agendas of the moment, just be open right here, right now. The teachers of yoga, tell us that there is one reality and it's called by many names but it is omnipresent and that means that right where we are that divine reality already is so when we pray when we meditate when we center ourselves like this we can know that we are doing that in the larger true self in that divine reality, right where we are, God already is. So just feel that you're breathing into God, breathing into your true self, breathing into peace, let that awareness expand and deepen in this moment. And as you touch that peace that is always within you, always below the surface of thought, beyond any condition that is occurring in your life right now, the unconditional, just touching that for a moment. Touch the peace that always accompanies it and know that you can gather up that peace in this moment and in any moment and take that peace with you wherever you go and let it overflow as a blessing for your life as a blessing for all beings everywhere mark in your book, uh, when you're falling, dive. Lessons in the art of living. You know, you tell many um, moving stories of people who faced trauma and adversity, and through all of that. Um, became more alive, and certainly that potential is there. And oftentimes we, you know, we have the blessing of of witnessing it. But it's not always what happens. You know, when people <laughs> face trauma and adversity, sometimes people close down, and uh, sometimes they open up. So, you know, how did you see that great challenge or crisis um, can put us in touch with? Really, the miraculous nature of life, and you know, we can start with you. I mean, certainly, you tell your own story, and um, and I think, of course, that's why you were so able to touch so deeply on the stories of other others because you're familiar with what it's like um, to open up in the midst of crisis and adversity.
4: Thank you, Ellen. It's. it's for me, this began uh, in my childhood. I grew up in a in a very dangerous, uh, scary household. There was a lot of abandonment and loss and and, and difficulty, gen- genuine pain. Uh, but no one around to answer my questions. So from a very early age, I've been a seeker, uh, and I've also been a writer because I've found that when I can tell the story of what's going on, I have a much clearer idea of of how to respond to it. Uh, so. This, for me, in my late twenties climaxed when I got a, uh, a a death sentence basically I, I had a life threatening disease, uh, and my my life fell apart. The point is that that I was living what looked like a a wonderful life from the outside, and it fell apart overnight, and it forced me farther uh, into a a spiritual life. And what I learned on that path, which which became uh, When You're Falling Dive, was that when you can remain curious about your experience and when you can always acknowledge that whatever is happening at any given moment, something else is also true, uh, there, there is either a, a benefit from it, there's an insight from it, there's a, a growth that could come of it. If you can keep yourself open to that possibility, it's very strengthening in, in moments of, of terrible trauma. Uh, and when you go through enough of those moments for enough years, uh, you realize that you are not who you thought you uh, were, and that, in fact, you're capable of much more courage uh, much more um resilience uh and, and much more much more humor in the face of uh, of loss and and fear than you ever thought you were and you would not have known that had you not been pushed up against the wall and many people have had this, have had this, especially folks in the spiritual life. Most of us come to spiritual life out of out of difficulty and darkness and 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 uh, and conflict, hard questions we're trying to to answer. But what this does is, when your story cracks, when the familiar story cracks, as we all know, uh, we realize that what we thought was reality and what we thought was who was ourselves, with all the limits and fears and 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 hesitations uh, is, is just a story mm. and, and that's the beginning of wisdom and that's mm. when, you know, as Leonard Cohen says, it's the crack that lets the light come in. Uh, <laughs> yes. It doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good, but it, it, really, does, um, it really does happen that way
3: mm. and, you know, I, I, I so um, can, can understand, you know, what you're, what you're saying about the ability to be curious um, about what is actually happening, um, you know. As I as I read your book and I hear you talk about it, that one of the ways to discover greater resources than we ever thought we would have is, in a sense, um, not to identify so much with what's happening, um, but to be curious about it. Um, that. That lets us, in in a sense, occupy a bigger space, doesn't it? You know, it. It's like, um, well, you say, you know, you really can't identify, you can't hold on to that identity because in times of crisis, it's changing, and so you you lose your moorings. But at the same time, if you're able to have some sense of. Um, even curiosity and wonder in the midst of it instead of um, you know all those attempts to hold on it 's kind of like you know when you 're you 're a kid and you go down to the seashore and you you know try to hold on to the sand when the waves are coming in and it just washes away under your feet um, you know that 's what i that 's what I see and and uh, in what you 've written about so much is that um, you know, when you're really forced to let go because you can't hold on to something that is changing so radically, the uh, idea of just being curious about the mystery that's unfolding actually helps you, you know, begin to occupy a bigger space and discover resources that you didn't know you had.
4: That's absolutely true. In fact, I'd say it's the one general uh, thing that survive, the survivors I've spoken to uh, have in common, which is a willingness to change, a willingness to move into the future uh, and not try to regain what has been lost. I, I interviewed an amazing man. He's a, he's a photographer who lost his sight, uh, and he was in the hospital for six months, and he said to me that he could tell within an hour or so of a new roommate coming in whether, how, whether or not they were going to do well. Uh, and the difference was folks who were willing to go through the experience, go through the fire, uh, and be purified by that experience and discover that they are gold on the other side. Uh, and folks who refuse to uh, admit what's happening to accept uh, the changes in their lives and are just holding on for dear life, those folks tend to not do nearly as well uh, as people who, who can, like you said, remain curious and occupy that bigger space of potential of everything that is yet to be revealed. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's what most, we all know that, you know, you're going through a terrible experience, you think this is it, uh, and then it changes, and you realize, no, it wasn't. Well, yes. that happens enough times, and you're able to remind yourself before it happens that there is uh, potential for for positive growth and and, as well as for insight and and so it really does give you gives you strength it gives you a kind of buoyancy in hard times Mm
3: -hmm. yeah because really you're you're moving into your true center you know which is um the divine self that nothing touches and is the witness is the observer it's it's greater than you know any circumstance that's happening and um you know again and again the stories that you tell are people you know really discovering that and you know i it's interesting because you know i think most of us on the spiritual path feel that we know that but when you go through a time of uh, difficulty uh, and through adversity and challenge, I think, you know, you discover it uh, in a new way, in a more experiential way, in a more profound way, perhaps. You use the term uh, radical acceptance. Um, you know, as you were describing the fellow who could tell, you know, how people were going to (laughs) do next to him, you know, whether they were, you know, trying to hold on to the past, um, whether they could deal with what was coming or not. So tell us a little bit about what you mean with this term uh, radical acceptance because a lot of times, of course, you know, we don't want to accept something. uh, We don't want to accept suffering. Right? <laughs> I mean,
4: that's, that's, no. that's, that's the
3: thing that we all but, want uh, to avoid.
4: Sure. But, but we know that it's the avoidance of suffering that perpetuates suffering. Uh, and we know that it's not questioning our repetitious thoughts and the way we're holding on and hanging on for dear life that, that, is, that is perpetuating uh, the suffering. So it's, um, it's about remaining Curious about what has yet to be revealed. Uh, that that really is is the key to it. The the thing about spiritual seekers, and this can be tricky when emotional things are happening, uh, is that in the, the in the uh, desire for transcendence, it's easy to forget the imminent, the immediate, the human, the physical, and the emotional. Uh, and I've known quite a few spiritual seekers who've gone through rough times that that were prolonged because they they wanted to be in non non-dual, non-dual awareness and weren't willing to admit that they were actually terrified or they were actually furious or, or they were actually in grief you know all of those ugly states that that we that we want to avoid uh, uh but until unless you're willing to take care of all the levels of your being, which includes your irrational emotionality that that, that runs on its own timetable, uh, then it's 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 hard to find that spiritual clarity to, to move into the future. You'll, you'll find yourself sort of it, it's like it's like having a um you know a piece, a piece of cement tied to your foot. You know you're wondering why can't I move forward? It's because you haven't opened to accept. The change uh, that that has taken place, Then that it's really key, and accepted yourself as as a mess. You know, we're all we all are messes at some certain times, and that can be a very difficult thing to accept, particularly for folks who have an eye on spiritual perfection uh, and enlightenment. You know, enlightenment includes emotional uh, it cl- includes emotional uh, ups and downs. It has to, or it's not enlightenment.
3: Exactly, and you know this, the idea of radical acceptance, I think, um, you you know, there's two pieces that I see to it, and I think the word radical is really important, (laughs) because for me, that's about um, being able to be anchored in the root of what we are, radical, it's, it's root meaning, you know, deep fundamental um you know being anchored in the root of what we really are and being able to accept as you say the messiness the the difficulties um because we don't have to identify with them um but that and and that's different than um, denying or transcending, you know, or trying to transcend, you know, or having an aversion to it. It's um, accepting that yeah, that's there right now, and it's also subject to change. You know, it's not fundamentally uh, what I am, although it's a part of my experience right now. So. Um, You know, aversion has a very sticky quality to it, (laughs) as you you described. You know, the more we try to push something away, the more more it is um, with us. And, you know, I think you've really uh, touched on something that's so important that, you know, um, on the spiritual path we can be so focused on transcendent that, you know transcendence that we forget how to really live our lives fully and how to how we can actually grow through the very experiences that we're having if we have those experiences and don't um you know get caught up in trying to avoid them when we come back from the break mark let's talk about life skills and you know some of the ways that we can uh, cope with change. You're listening to the Yoga Hour, and our special guest today is Mark Matusik, teacher, speaker, and bestselling author of the book, When You're Falling Dive, Lessons in the Art of Living. Uh, Mark's uh, website is markmatusik.com, and we'll be right back with you in just a moment.
2: You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to The Yoga Hour.
3: Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and um, I'm talking today with Mark Matusik, author of the book, When You're Falling, Dive, Lessons in the Art of Living. And um, we began the program talking about how... Uh, times of adversity, of, of, of challenge, of, of suffering um, can actually uh, help us open more deeply to the truth of uh, our life, can help us uh, grow in very profound ways. Um, as we learn to uh, let go we learn to radically accept what's happening and we remain um, in some ways curious about the possibility um, of opening in a in a deeper way and so in this segment we're going to talk about uh, some of the principles of yoga philosophy um, and some of the virtues in the spiritual life that that can help us um, through difficult times. And, you know, as we were uh, talking off the air just a moment ago, Mark, uh, the the topic of, of humility came up. And um, so that seems like a, a really good place to start. And um, so... Um perhaps you can just take a moment to talk to us about, you know, what you learned about humility uh, and its value um, through this process.
4: Sure. Well, we were speaking before the break about uh, about spiritual practitioners who have trouble sometimes dealing with the emotions, dealing with the mess, dealing with the, the plain old unwise uh, human self uh, in 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 fear or, or or in in darkness. Uh and one of the great benefits of for us as seekers uh, facing adversity is it is it is absolutely shattering. It is hum- deeply humbling. That's what crisis does is it, it, if we let it uh is deepens our humility. Uh, it pu- it levels the playing field. The ego is is knocked out of the water and we realize that we are just people. Uh, and that it, it it can create a a, pro, a profound connection and bridge of compassion via humility. The ways that the ego has just has to be um, put aside when we're going through something something really hard. So that's something for for seekers to keep in mind. I think is is watch out. You know, that that's that's the good news about getting you know about getting kicked to the kicked to the curb. Uh, is, is that it wakes you up to. What is beyond ego, and it connects you to the rest of suffering humanity
3: mm-hmm. it, it, there's a softening that occurs and an opening of the heart, or it can occur you know I, I want to say that again i it, it doesn't always you know it crisis doesn 't necessarily wake people up it often does but um, and I think spiritual seekers you know are um you know even if if we've been seeking transcendence you know all the practices and all the tools can certainly come to bear you know in difficult times and so in a way you know we're we're poised um we're poised for, for learning and, and for growing through those difficult times. Is, and you talk about humility, I was thinking about the chapter in your book that you you wrote about your meetings with Ramdas Dass um, after he suffered his stroke, and you know how he, he talked about um, you know being a, a, a spiritual seeker for so long. You know he he really had ignored his body. Um, and I think that's the kind of transcendent uh, life you're talking about. You know, like um, like I'm a spiritual being; I'm not a physical being, um, and so you know, not fully inhabiting the the body, mind, um, and, and and of course, you know, he in his beautiful way, you know, used the opportunity of that um, crisis with the body. Um, to, in a sense, perhaps become more embodied than he ever was. Um, so can you talk a little bit about you know, how you saw that?
4: Sure. I mean, that's exactly what happened, is he realized once he had a stroke, uh, Ram Dass had a stroke uh, that had a 10% chance of survival. Uh, he did survive, uh, and I helped him with a book that he was writing at the time. So I got to spend a lot of time with him over the course of a year. Uh, and... He told me that, in fact, he had used his spirituality to bypass a lot of self-loathing. And a lot of that self-loathing had to do with his sexuality. Uh, it had to do with his own body. You know, he had instead wanted to sort of leap into the light. Uh, and what this showed him is that he, he had a lot more work to do. Um, and he said it was the most radical, speaking of radical, spiritual practice he had, he had ever done in, in his lifetime. Uh, to learn to be cared for after so many years of being a caretaker was very, very humbling and very, very difficult uh, and, and i 'm not, I'm not going to you know i 'm not going to sugarcoat it. He had some really bad days, you know there was anger, there was intense physical discomfort and and, and he, he had a hard time he was having a hard time letting go of control. He had been such a master, and people had looked up to him for so many years and, and this was a a major. A uh, piece of spiritual work for him in his life that that, that cha- deepened him and changed him in ways that he, he he needed and he recognized that he needed and the Ram Das and Ram who he is today is a far lighter uh, and freer uh, and less um, self serious person than he was before. You know he's just he's 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 let go of a lot and and it shows.
3: Hmm. And you know, I he, he came to our our center. You know, not long after he had the stroke. And um, you know, what I found really amazing um, and courageous was, you know, he continued. You know, in, in a sense, you know, perhaps we could say it this way, Mark: that the that the opportunity to grow through challenge is that. Um, the possibility is there, you know, for blossoming, for becoming, you know, even more of of who you really are. And so, you know, with Ramdas, I saw, you know, he didn't retreat, but very much in a in a warrior way, which which was the way, you know, one of the things that we love so much about him is that he's been living his life in front of us, you know, for so many decades, <laughs> you know, putting his uh-huh. struggles out there, and um, you know to his, To doing his best to tell the truth about it, and um, and and he didn't do that differently, and he did it, I'm I'm sure more deeply because it was such a grave challenge. But you know, he stayed um, visible through it, um, which is is really amazing, don't you think?
4: Oh, it is. He 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 he's he's a trooper. I mean, he's a trooper uh, as a man. He's a, and he's a trooper yeah, as a teacher. And what I've always uh, liked about Ram Dass is that he's a work in progress, and he's never yes. pretended to be otherwise. So Which is why I think he's been so relatable for for a whole generation of us who you know came up you know during the '60s and '70s. Um, but he he's gotten more real. Uh, he's gotten more grounded. He, he's he's as you saw, you know, he's 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 willing to he's willing to. Um, Appear in public when he has a hard time speaking. You know that can't be easy for uh, you know a Harvard professor who is extremely eloquent. You know, so, so he's working this humility all the time. Every time he allows himself, you know, to be on a video or to appear publicly, um, he, he's he's doing something quite brave uh, and, and liberating. And, and so I, I, I think he's just a great role model, you know, for all of us.
3: Yeah, I do too, and, you know, I, I mentioned, of course, that with everything we say, you know, about the spiritual life, there's always the paradox that, you know, it can be just the opposite of that, so, you know, we have the case of Brahmdas where, you know, for me, it looked like his life um, just got fuller and deeper in terms of who he always was, you know, um, and, Um, There are some experiences that people have when they come to a crisis where they really, um, you know, look long and hard about, you know, how they're living their life, and they say, you know what, I actually haven't been living my life, Um, and I I better do it now, right? You know, and Mm -hmm. so there's kind of a, there's a a real big change that takes place, you know, um, where people move towards um, authenticity. Um, It's almost as if the crisis um, is motivating to do that or gives some permission to do that. And I'm sure you saw that many times. And, of course, in the path of yoga, we would say this is truthfulness. You know, not not only um, speaking the truth with your words, but living the truth, you know, in terms of your own dharma, your own soul life. Um, So tell us about that part, Mark, you know, how you observed it, perhaps how you experienced it yourself. In terms of, um, you know, living the living your truth.
4: Sure. Well, when I was in my late twenties, as I was saying earlier, I had a, I had this great job in New York, and I was living the life. And when I got a uh, my diagnosis, I realized my values went through a major upheaval, and things that I had cared about before just didn't matter to me anymore. Uh, and this hunger that I had for a spiritual life became more intense. Uh, what people have said to me over and over is that in moments of crisis, you just don't have time for anything but the truth. And I think that's the, that's the value of, of of going through something truly challenging, is it it forces you to have one-pointed at attention. Uh, and when you have one-pointed at attention, a lot of things fall away. Uh, uh you see it, you see i see folks all the time uh you know sort of reinventing themselves after a, a, a molting or as a time of great great loss through crisis uh, to the point of, of almost being unrecognizable uh, They're lighter. Uh, They're less willing to put up with, to tolerate their own, you know, their own, you know, harmful qualities. Uh, they don't want to waste their time with people who aren't, who they can't have deep and meaningful uh, communication with. Uh, the life, as you said, just becomes more valuable. When you realize that it's not forever, it wakes you up. And, and, and this is nothing new. Obviously, it's been, <laughs> they've been, uh talking about this for, for thousands of years. Uh, mm-hmm. In my own life, I, it, it surprised me how true it was uh, mm-hmm. and, and how everything changed when, at, the, at the risk of, of actually dying. It changed
3: mm-hmm. everything for me. Yeah, it just it brings it into sharp focus. Like, there is no time... waste and of course you know as you say that's not a new message and it's really the message of um, Kriya Yoga it's the message of all enlightenment teachings Um, I'm thinking about the the Zen teaching you know there's a wonderful Zen teaching that I really like and it's it's entitled um, Words of Encouragement and it basically says um, life is brief don't waste it (laughs)
4: <laughs> that's, the, that's, right. that's,
3: the, that's the words of encouragement, you know, to really have you galvanize your attention, um, your, your focus, your purpose, you know, how you're going to uh, spend your time and uh, live your life. And so, um, you know, you can see that when you get something that, you know, acts as a wake-up call, you know, it has you—you know—really paying attention to um, how you're using your time um, and your energy. You see how precious the time is um, that that we have. And you know, in in our path of Kriya Yoga, the the refrain is that you know we're here to awaken, you know, to the truth of what we are. That's what our purpose is—you know—to live fully, to live authentically, to be awake, and. Um, that requires an intensity of um, purpose, you know, to be really purposeful about how we live and to be focused, you know, which is what you're just describing, that, you know, people can also come to that through the door of um, some kind of a challenge that is a a wake-up call. Um, Before we end this segment, I want to talk a little bit about... um, uh what we would call non-grasping or non-attachment on the path of yoga um, and we talked a little bit about that in the first segment you know how people do better in times of challenge when they're able to let go of you know not trying to hold on to the past which you know becomes absolutely futile in in, in the in the moment of things changing so radically um, but i want to talk about how does that um How do we do that and still maintain hope? You know, you talk in your book about how important hope is um, to somebody who's healing through crisis and change, and yet how critical it is that that hope not be um, fixated on trying to live the way you were living before. So talk a little bit about See Hope, Mark
4: sure fixated on how you were living before or fixated on a particular outcome that's coming in the future you know those two are guaranteed to just create more suffering you know i've never known anyone who can live without hope uh but hope the uh, the flip side of hope is fear uh, so how can we live with hope uh without fixating on what the outcome has to be what i have seen and what i use in my own life is something that somewhere between hope and faith Uh, which is simply openness to what has yet to be revealed. Uh, Maintaining the awareness that the creative is moving forward and that we haven't yet, you know, arrived at our destination. Uh, Staying open to mystery and to surprise, that's another really important thing, is being willing to be surprised uh, by what happens um, after, after, after a major crisis. Uh, so uh, hope is something to hold as lightly as possible, uh, to know that although we hope for good things to happen uh, and we remain open to that, we're not, we're not saying, if that doesn't happen, I don't want to play. That's really important. You know, because if you get to that, if you get into that shutdown, I refuse, I'm, you know, I'm taking my candy and going home, which happens to some people when they go, th- when they go through a major loss, uh, we just stay stuck in the experience. That's what leads to depression, the unwillingness to feel. Uh, so it's about moving toward the experience instead of, of away from it and seeing how, how, um, how uh, enlivening that is. You know, it's actually very, you know, it's it's actually revivifying uh, to face the the true danger of our lives moment to moment. It doesn't mean living in fear. It means uh, living with awareness of the truth. Um, And so that's, that's, I I feel like hope and truth are deeply connected, you know, in that they're both, in that they're both talking about mystery. uh, And it's a mystery beyond what we, uh, what we are in control of but that we have access to, you know, when we're uh, when we're willing to.
3: And there's, um, as I hear you talk about it, um, there's, um, there's like a fundamental trust in life. Um, you know, that you're. It's, it's like the title of your book. You know, when you're falling, dive. It's like moving towards um, more aliveness, um, more hope, more trust, uh, even when um, it's. It's dark and, and you can't see. You know, Parmansa Yogananda had a beautiful song he wrote that, you know, uh, it says, uh, you know, I have made the pole star of my life, um, though the sea is dark um, and my stars are gone. Still, I see the path through thy mercy. And so it 's a beautiful, beautiful uh, song it 's a beautiful refrain of for me, hope you know when when you really can 't see the way, there is a trust somehow in this greater, larger, true life, call it what you will, you know God, spirit, truth, um, life with a capital l that you can trust even when it 's dark. And uh, so when we come back um, and we go into our our last segment of the show, let's talk about realizing our wholeness and really how uh, we can grow uh, stronger uh, through times of adversity. You're listening to The Yoga Hour with guest today, Mark Matusik teacher, uh, speaker, and best-selling author of When You're Falling Dive, Lessons in the Art of Living. Uh, his work, uh, Mark's work, focuses on personal awakening and creative excellence through transformational writing and self-inquiry. His website is markmatusik, M-A-T-O-U-S-E-K dot com, and uh, we'll be right back with you for our last segment today.
2: something more I feel the call of something i never felt before I feel the
5: call. Ever notice that there might be something not right, but you just can't put your finger on it We may describe it as a knocking, an inner stirring, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we're living on borrowed time. That despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Ordained Unity Minister Rev. Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio.
2: I want to make a move right now, though I don't know when or how. But when I trust and know the truth, my heart will point the way. You're listening to the Yoga Hour Living the Eternal Way with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, Please submit it via email at the yoga hour at unityonlineradio.org and we will respond. Now, back to the yoga hour.
3: Welcome back to the yoga hour. And today you're uh, listening to his conversation with Mark Matusik, uh, author of When You're Falling Dive: Lessons in the Art of Living. And uh, uh, Mark has written this wonderful book um, profiling um, so many people who have. Uh, uh, grown stronger and wiser through um, difficult experiences, through times of adversity, uh, and times of loss. And uh, Mark, one of the things you you write about is that you know one of the greatest challenges that people. Um, face and have faced many that you've spoken to um, aside from you know physical pain or material difficulties it is what you call the imagined or perceived loss of wholeness of feeling intact um that can wound people most deeply and um you know that seems to strike you know fundamentally at the core of who we um, imagine that we are. So um, let's talk about that a little bit. This um, perceived loss of wholeness. How did you um, experience that in your conversations with people?
4: Oh well, I'll just take the the fellow who is the photographer who lost his sight. Uh, he, he became suicide, at first he became suicidally depressed. Uh, and then because he felt that he had lost everything, his, his, he, he was not only not whole, he was, he was a, a fraction of what he had been. Uh, and then he had a major insight. and uh, he, he realized that, uh, instead of leaving the playing field and, and, and hiding and, and, and just getting depressed, he'd become the world's first blind photographer. Uh, and so what he did is created a whole different kind of art uh, with his, you know, sliver of sight uh, that he had left. And what he discovered in that in that, that uh, process was, first of all, he became a world-class photographer, artist for the first time, when when he was using his own limitations. Um, but that also he was not who he thought he was. That this, the wholeness that he had lost was his image of himself. Uh, mm-hmm who he was was still there. You know, it's the one, like you know, Nisargadatta Maharaj says, you know, the building falls, the space is still there. Yes. Uh, so what he was put in touch with was the unconditioned, was the, the, the true self that, uh, that is always whole, that is always full, that's always connected, uh, and that no conditions or circumstances or pain or loss can take away. Uh, and, and that's that 's the deep value of crisis is that it reminds us of who we really are because we can 't hold on to this the fake wholeness anymore mm-hmm. we can 't hold on to the the image piece uh, that that 's all gone uh, but what 's left and that's that 's really the invitation uh to tell the truth that 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 adversity you know gives us
3: and you know your book is so um so powerfully tells that story, the story of wholeness um, again and again, you know, um, people losing really the false self, you know, who they thought they were, you know, with all their various um, capacities or, um, you know, perceived um Identities and um, the loss of that, or the change of that, uh, the change from that, the challenge to that, opening up uh, really this profound uh, sense of knowing—you um, know—that that we're not um, uh, who we thought we were, but we are. Uh, Wholeness itself, you know, that is not conditional. It it doesn't have, it's not uh, constrained by by any condition. And and you've told that story, um, you know, really powerfully in your book, you know, in many chapters. ...through the lens of very different experiences, but yet, you know, it fundamentally comes back to that again and again, which is the promise of the spiritual life, it's the promise of yoga, that, you know, what we are is um, not uh, defined by conditions, and in fact, when when conditions, when we see through them, when they fall away, you know, there's the opportunity to discover our, our true self... And uh, as we began the show today, uh, resources that we we didn't even imagine that that we had, um, you know, as you as you as you really dived into your own experience and and I'm sure looked at it through many facets and all these conversations that you had with people about you know dealing with a challenge and change and trauma. Um, you know what would you say? You know to to someone today. You know you're just meeting, um, who's perhaps listening today, who who is challenged with loss, uh, with illness, with trauma, um, unexpected change. You know what would you say to them? Where, where to begin?
4: It's mm. a great question. Uh, the first thing is to open uh, and to keep opening, moment to moment, to the, to the inner uh, reality, to the feelings uh, that are coming up, uh, to the external circumstances, uh, as well as to the spiritual messages that might be coming through. It's all about opening uh, and, and, allow, and understanding, as I was saying earlier, that this crack in the story, this crack in the illusory wholeness, the false self, uh, is an invitation to the truth, It's an invitation to awakening. It's an invitation to freedom. Uh, And so to the degree that you can hold a vision of possibility, uh, of a way of being that you have never experienced before, uh, just hold that as a possibility and, and realize that, in fact, pessimism is not being realistic. Optimism is being realistic because the optimist recognizes that not all the information is in yet and that life is changing so it's being open to change uh, it's being uh re- realizing that you're you're equal to whatever comes uh, and i don't mean the ego the the false self i mean the self that is that that that's that still there after the after the story crumbles that is always equal to whatever comes and the more we are identified with that the more you remember that you're not uh the story uh the freer you are the more empowered you are the less threatened you are uh, and the less sort of filled with dread, which it's easy to be. Once you've, once you've gone through something hard, it's, it's, it's possible to withdraw into a, a sort of fearful dread and, and not wanting to live. Uh, but that's not what this is here to teach us. You know, it's, this is here to teach us to become more alive uh, and to, to dare uh, and, and realize that, that, we, that we have this this life force in us. What what uh, Hildegard called veriditas, that green force that through the uh, green fuse drives the flower. That is th- running through us as well. So we're opening up to our life energy, to the life force uh, that's impersonal, uh, that is ever-flowing uh, in the midst of great difficulty. You know, you can feel like a mess emotionally and maintain a certain level of spiritual awareness. Uh, I- I've done it. I've done it. I have I've did it for... I've, Uh, There were 10 years that I I was waiting for the guillotine to fall, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I learned how to be in that state of uh, fear, of of, of dread, all those things that would come up, and maintain some sense of possibility. So Mm -hmm. it really is staying open to possibility, uh, and that's what I would say to people is, is, Mm -hmm. is resist the urge to shut down. Yeah, and exactly. listen and listen to your feelings. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's so beautiful. That just a beautiful description of occupying this space that uh, that is the infinite space, really, of what you are as a as a spiritually conscious being, um, <clears throat> and to be able to see whatever is happening as potentially a doorway to possibility in life, to something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that we may not, we don't. May not like. We don't have to like. Um, that that can still be an opening to something um, stronger, greater, more immense, more full of love, more full of life than than anything we we could know or you know even deem possible for us. So you know, I think you've you've touched you know right on the heart of it. You know that just being able to stay open to it all you know being in touch with your feelings being in touch with hope um, being in touch with your inner resourcefulness all of it um, opening uh, to this this way of uh, in which uh, life is continually uh, supporting us um, to to unfold our full potential you know it's being able to hold something that is difficult in that same light you know it's easy you know when when we're we're moving towards something that is uh, Uh, you know, not known but hoped for, you know, we hope for a, a success or a movement in some way in our life, you know, we're getting married and, you know, we're falling in love and, you know, all of that is unknown but it's something we've dreamed of. But on the difficult side of it, you know, it's hard to hold, it can be hard to hold that unknown in the same way. But fundamentally they're the same. We don't know, you know, where, um, this possibility uh, will lead us, and we, and we hope and we trust uh, with faith that this possibility is a greater is an opening to greater aliveness, um, to a realization of our own uh, wholeness. Mark, thank you so much for joining us on Yoga Hour today, and I, I want to uh, let you know, for those of you who are in the uh, Bay Area in California, if you're listening to the show in uh, real time now, in August of 2015, that on Saturday, August 8th, um, Mark is going to be our keynote speaker for the Sheltering Tree of Compassion benefit. That's Saturday, August 8th, at 5 o'clock, and he's going to be talking on uh, on this topic: lessons in the art of living. So, for information about that um, beautiful event, go to CSE Center. Org and you can register and uh, join us for that evening. And uh, also, of course, remember to visit Mark's website, markmatusik.com. Com. And uh, join us next week for uh, a different program. Um, we're switching it around next week, and our regular guest host, Dr. Laura Trujillo, is actually going to be um, talking with me. Uh, we're going to do a program on living the eternal way and awakening to your full potential. Um, remember to subscribe to Yoga Hour at iTunes and uh, to let others know about it and especially to pass on Uh, the link to this great conversation we've just had with Mark. I look forward to being with you next week. Uh, Until then, remember, you are whole, you are bright, you are beautiful. Let your inner light shine into the world. Share your peace and your joy with all that you meet. Thank you again, Mark. I'm looking forward to being with you on Saturday.
4: Oh, thanks. It's been great. I've really enjoyed it.
3: appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour Living the Eternal Way with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central 8 a.m. Pacific for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day The Yoga Hour Living the Eternal Way Only on Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World
1: Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony. Healing and creative ideas is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage.
5: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.
6: Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.